The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Welcome to the Primal Potential Podcast. I am your host, Elizabeth Benton. If you want to create change in any area of your life, you're in the right place. Together, we'll explore the strategies and tools I've used to lose over 100 pounds, pay off $130,000 in debt, and become a multiple seven-figure business owner. I've supported thousands of women to levels of execution and fulfillment they didn't know were possible. So if you're frustrated, if you're doubting yourself, if you're not enjoying the journey, there's a better way. Together, we'll break through your past patterns, we'll eliminate the appeal of your excuses so you can get consistent, stay consistent, create the results you want, and most importantly, enjoy the journey. Let's get started. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Primal Potential Podcast. I am Elizabeth Benton. Hope you are having an amazing day today. I want to talk to you about fears, beliefs that are holding you back. I had a really interesting conversation with my sister and her girlfriend this past week about the beliefs that we have that get in the way. You know, in some cases, my belief that gets in my way is that I'm not smart enough to figure something out, which is just crazy because you don't have to be smart to figure something out, right? But if we don't explore that belief, it can hold us back. We don't have to be smart to figure something out. We have to be resourceful. We have to be committed. We have to be determined. We have to be dogged in our pursuit, but we don't have to be smart. You know, we do not have to be smart. It is not the smartest person that wins. In fact, after I had that conversation, I saw this uh, post from James Clear that said, life rewards action, not intelligence. Many brilliant people talk themselves out of getting started and being smart doesn't help very much with the courage to act. I love that. I'm going to read it again because I like it so much. And and maybe what's getting in the way has nothing to do with your sense of how smart you are. But either way, we're going to get into those things. Uh, life rewards action, not intelligence. Many brilliant people talk themselves out of getting start- started and being smart doesn't help very much with the courage to act. So I want to talk about different fears that could be holding you back from anything, from starting the business you want to start, uh, from having the relationship you want to have, losing weight, improving your fitness, changing your financial status, all of the above. Before that, we're going to give away the same thing this week that we've been giving away because I'm just, I want it in everybody's hands. This is my favorite all-natural anti-inflammatory. I just, before I came up here to record, saw my husband take a couple because his elbow was bothering him, but that's... Uh, one of the obvious use cases. It's not about inflammation in terms of like joint pain, though it certainly helps. But it's inflammation that we often can't see or feel that is creating problems in our body that can later manifest as diseases. 
So I am extremely passionate about it. Uh, It's called Relief Plus. I'll link it up in the show description. I'm going to announce the winner at the end of the show. All you have to do to be eligible to win is leave a review on whatever platform you listen. Some platforms don't allow for reviews, so obviously you have to leave a review on a platform that allows for reviews. All right, let's talk about these fears that could be holding you back. The first one I want to talk about is it's not going to work. One of the things that I do and I absolutely love it, is for everybody who comes into the consistency course, they do an intake form. And the reason I love it is because one of the questions I ask in that form is, what are your most common excuses? And this allows me to see not only for that person, what do we need to chip away at? What do we need to reframe? Where do we need to upgrade mindsets or just rethink things? But also more globally, I'm seeing trends on these stories. And one of the big ones is it's not going to work anyway. What's the point? Like I talk myself out of it when I tell myself the story that it doesn't really matter because it's probably not going to work anyway or because it hasn't worked before or because since I'm too old, it won't work or since I don't have much money or much time, it's not going to work. Here's the thing I want you to think about. If you run into this narrative that it's not going to work anyway, it's not going to work for me, or it's just not going to work in general, the strategy won't work, what if, pick your favorite big business owner, Sarah Blakely, founder of Spanx, said that it's probably not going to work. Because here's the deal. When she first cut the toes off of her nylons, which was like the first prototype of Spanx, Anybody could make a case that that would never go anywhere. It's a dumb idea. Or she only had $5,000. Like, you can't start a big business with $5,000. Anybody could have made a pretty compelling story that it wouldn't work. And we could come up with that for absolutely everybody. You know, when, when, I don't know, I don't think it was actually Ray Kroc who started McDonald's, but the McDonald brothers There was already a million burger places. The world didn't need another burger place. Like, there's no way that would work. You could get a burger at 50 other places in town. Anybody could create a compelling story that it's not going to work. I could have said that to myself. Listen, Elizabeth, you've tried to lose weight 7,000 times before and it hasn't worked. So obviously it's not going to work this time. But you know what successful people all have in common? They didn't settle on that story that it won't work. Whether we're talking about an athlete who thought, I probably can't make it big time, or the person who saved their marriage, or the person who lost the weight or started the business, we can count on the fact that they did not settle on the story that it's not going to work. Here's the thing. It's going to turn out however you work to make it turn out. But you cannot be successful with this story. Understand that you can convince yourself either way. You could convince yourself that it won't work and really substantiate that story with evidence from your life, with evidence from other people. But you can also convince yourself that it will work or that it's worth trying. And you can substantiate that story with other people, with evidence from your life. If you have that story in your mind, it's not going to work anyway. I want you to realize that you can't possibly win. If that's how you see it, 
but that is a choice. That is a story you opted into. That is a narrative you created and you don't have to. Another big one that holds people back is, I don't know how. I don't know how. Just today I was responding to a client and on her intake form, she was like, I could, just reading it, I could feel the overwhelm. She had a weight loss goal. And she was like, I'm so overwhelmed by all the misinformation. Am I supposed to count calories? Am I supposed to count macros? Am I supposed to eat high protein? Am I supposed to eat low protein? Am I supposed to eat high fat? Am I supposed to eat high carb? Am I supposed to eat low carb? Am I supposed to eat low fat? Listen, almost any strategy can work. You don't have to pick the best strategy. You have to pick a strategy. And one of the things I said to her was, sure, there are a lot of things when it comes to health and nutrition that are not generally agreed upon. But you know what? There are a lot of things in nutrition that are generally agreed upon and you can start with those. For example, processed food. There isn't anybody out there that's like, yeah, it's amazing for you. You should have it every day. So you can start there. You can start there with what isn't ambiguous, what isn't controversial isn't the right word, but like highly opinionated on both sides. There's not anybody that's like trans fats are super good for you or drinking, you know, three glasses of wine a night is really good for you. There's, there's not, not everything is unclear. So start with that. Overeating. There's not anybody that's like, yeah, just go to town, overeat. Binging is cool. So you can start with quantity. You don't even have to begin with, should it be this way or should it be that way? You can start with just the quantity. When you say you don't know how, more often than not, you're just being indecisive because that is something to blame your inaction on. Let me put it this way. If you're in a position, whether we're talking about business, whether we're talking about getting out of debt, whether we're talking about losing weight or improving fitness, if you have this story, I don't know how to start. I don't know how to do it. Here are a couple questions I want you to ask yourself. And I don't want you to just ask these questions rhetorically while you're listening while you drive. I want you to sit down and put your answers on paper because you recruit more of your brain when you write it down and you take the time than when you're just thinking while doing something else. So if you feel like, I don't know how, here's one question. Do you have ideas on where you might start? What happens when we start to write down ideas that we have is we naturally gravitate towards some and away from others. So if I wanted to start a business and I just started brainstorming ideas of where I could start, just writing it down would filter out a ton and then maybe I'm left with two or three or four that I'm struggling to decide between. But I'm a lot closer, right, than when I had 50 thoughts roaming around in my brain. So one question I want you to answer is, do you have ideas on where you might start? Do you have ideas on how you could learn? If you feel like you don't know, do you have ideas on how you could learn? For example, if you're this person who's like... I don't even know. I want to lose weight, but I don't even know because everybody has in a position. Some people say I should be fasting. Other people say women shouldn't fast. Some people say that uh, calories really matter. Other people say calories don't matter. Do you have ideas on how you could learn a strategy for you? Maybe you need to select a mentor or a coach or a program. Maybe 
you want to hire somebody to work with you. Maybe you want to just pick a strategy and let your body tell you what works for you. Maybe you want to do something with a friend or a family member who's been successful and so you're going to try what they've been trying and see what your body tells you about how that works for you or how that doesn't work for you. Do you have ideas on how you could learn? A lot of times it's picking a lane. I'll give you an example. In business, if I have the general goal to build my business, there are 20 million paths I could take. Somebody says, well, you need to have a YouTube channel and you need to be putting out videos every day. And maybe I'm like, oh, that sounds terrible. I don't want to do that. Okay, there's, there's 20 million other ways. And maybe it's, well, I don't know which of these is right. Some people are saying you need a podcast. Some people are saying you need a YouTube station. Some people are saying you need to do sales calls. Other people are saying it's all about your social media. Other people are saying it's all about email, email, email. Sometimes they're all right. They could all benefit and you just need to pick one. Pick a strategy. Read a book and do what that book says. Hire a mentor and follow their process. There's infinite number of ways to win, to create something, to build something, to create change in your life, to get fit, to lose weight, to get out of debt, to build wealth. If you are intellectualizing everything and thinking that there is one right way and you just haven't come upon the information that illuminates the one right way, you're going to be waiting for the rest of your life. There isn't one right way. There's infinite right ways. There's people winning who do things vastly different. There's people who have lost 100 pounds. And if we got them all in a room, they have probably 80 different approaches they've taken. And they all got the result. If we got 100 business owners in a room and we asked all of them their strategy, we'd probably have 200 strategies. So the first question, if you're feeling like you don't know how, what ideas do you have on where you might start? The second question, do you have ideas on how you could learn? The third question, do you know people who have done it? Do you know people who have done it? Can you talk to them? Can you get a sense from them? We're often looking for certainty. There is no certainty. And the single best teacher out there for us on any path is our own action. The feedback and the learning that we will get from our own action steps, our own trying, our own being in the game and making moves is better than any book, any podcast, any opinion from an outside person. We need to be resourceful. Not knowing is where we start. Not knowing reflects where you are in the journey, but it doesn't reflect what's possible for you in the journey. That's a really different thing. Not knowing reflects where you are in the journey, but it doesn't have anything to do with what is possible for you along that journey. Not knowing is a starting point. It's not a stopping point. I didn't know how to write a book, but I knew it would involve writing at some point, so I wrote. And I Googled and I read blogs and I listened to podcasts and I cold called and I cold emailed. And the way I wrote a book isn't the only way to write a book. There are probably thousands of books that have been written in a way different than how I wrote mine. Stop waiting on certainty. It's not coming. It's not coming. <laughs> it's not coming. If you're waiting on certainty, it's not coming. What will people think or what will people say? That's another fear that gets in the way. 
What are people going to think if I start this new business? What are people going to say if I start to eat a little more clean? If I start to go to this gym or do this type of workout? What you think of you trumps what they think of you. One of the things that we all have an opportunity to do when a thought arises like, what are they going to think? We have the opportunity to respond to that thought. Sometimes we feel paralyzed by that thought and that's where we stop. But we can respond in the same way that if somebody else said, well, I can't do that because what would people think? You wouldn't just be like, yeah, yeah. (laughs) You'd probably be like, well, what about what you think? What about what you want? We get to have conversations back with our thoughts. We need to have conversations back with our thoughts. The number one tool that I use for this when I have the fear around like, what are people going to say if I do this? Remove myself from the center of the story, right? It doesn't need to be about me and what people think about me and what people say about me. It can be about how I'm helping other people. For example, if I post a picture of myself on social around the lines of consistency or whatever, sometimes there's a voice of like, somebody's going to comment that, that I'm ugly, that I'm fat, that I'm this, that I'm that. That feels like a barrier when I'm at the center of the story, when it's about me and what people say about me. But if I put somebody else at the center of the story, meaning if I make it about how this post could help somebody else and what I have to offer somebody else and the way that I can support somebody else, that becomes more important and more of the decision-making process than me. I wrote about this a lot in my second book, which is called Tools for the Trenches. I don't talk about it too often because it's just a really personal book that I wrote in a really dark time right after my daughter died. But it's, it's such a valuable tool. Remove yourself from the center of the story. I talk to people all the time who are hesitant to start businesses because what are people going to think? Like, what right do I have? People are going to think that I'm not qualified, that I'm not this, that I'm not that. Make it about how you are seeking to help others. Don't make it about how others might perceive you. We don't always have to be at the center of our stories. And more often than not, if we are putting ourselves at the center of the stories, we're going to talk ourselves out of action. But at the end of the day, what you think of you trumps what they think of you. And I don't want to get to the end of my life and be like, oh, I could have done more, but I was worried about what other people would think. Two things. They're going to think something of you anyway, and they don't think about you as much as you think they might think about you. The last thing I'll say about this is when we fear judgment from other people, it's usually a sign of how judgmental we are as people because if I'm not a judgmental person, I'm not projecting that other people are going to judge me right? But if I'm always projecting that others might judge me, that comes from how I think. So if you work on your own judgmental nature, you are going to find yourself freed from assuming others are going to be so judgmental. Might be that you need to listen back through this one a couple of times because these fears can be very dominant 
in our lives. And if we are not showing up and changing the way that we think and engaging with those thoughts and creating new narratives, they can keep us from losing weight. They can keep us from starting the business. They can keep us from fixing our relationships. They can keep us from establishing friendships and keep us from a lot. I hope this was helpful to you. I want to give away our Relief Plus that I'll also link up in the show description. Diane Marie, D-Y-A-N-M-A-R-I-E. Email me, Elizabeth, at primalpotential.com. Within 60 days of this episode airing, let me know that you are the winner for 1106. And of course, include your mailing address in that email and I will get it out to you ASAP. Everybody have an amazing day and we'll see you tomorrow on our Consistency 365 series. Take care. When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia. Movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details.